Hey, today we are having a beautiful conversation with Megan about life, full expression, you coming into the beauty and the magnificence that is you. Like, what? You know, she talks about her own personal story, how she escaped the things that were holding her back from being her true self. And I think it's just such a beautiful testament to the release of those things and how you can start walking into the full expression of yourself and even how to watch out for things that are limiting you showing up as that person. So let's go. This is the Death of a Dream podcast with your host, Hannah Ness. Uh, The Death of a Dream really is my expression from the start of a very sad and low and unaligned place in life where I was struggling with so many living beliefs, so many people telling me that I couldn't just go live my dream life. And it really walks every day through what it looks like to transition out of a life that's just fine and into a life that I wanted to live. And so this is just the daily journal of what that looked like for me. You can take whatever you need from here. Um, I talk through different things that I read, different things that helped me through, different moments and different blocks that I had to break down to get to this better place and alignment for me looks like being a serial entrepreneur and um, being able to write and speak and talk through what life looks like for me and how other people are pursuing their dreams. So the death of a dream really is just a journey out of that place and into a new and true place. Glad you're here. Welcome to the Death of a Dream bonus episode. If you've made it here, you've made it all the way. This is like the sixth episode you've listened to this week if you've tuned in all week. So like, welcome, you have arrived. Uh, Today we're talking with Megan and we're kind of digging into just full expression and walking in the fullness of who you're meant to be in this world. And Megan has such a beautiful story for how she found her own way in life and the things that she's overcome to get to the place that she is now. So we're so excited for you to be here. Megan, go ahead and tell us all about you and how you got to this place. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat today. Um, so yeah, I now I'm a life coach and I'm a creative consultant, but rewinding, sharing some of my story, I grew up in a an evangelical Christian kind of background. I was raised with that kind of belief system. I had a lot of turmoil as a child with, you know, divorce at a young age in my family and a lot of confusion, my first experiences with gaslighting and manipulation being present kind of throughout that divorce process, you know, being very young, very confused when adults don't make sense and you're trying to decide who's telling the truth, what, who am I supposed to believe? So that's kind of like, I feel like it's an important part to highlight because that followed me really throughout much of my 
developing years and into college and, and after college in my career as well, um, because I hadn't really healed from it. I hadn't learned how to trust myself because even at a young age, when I was supposed to be able to trust the people outside of me, they actually, there was a lot of stuff going on. So with that in mind, so I kind of grew up, went to college for graphic design and started a marketing agency with a friend of mine. And again, that kind of gaslighting um, experience came up for me again in that relationship and in that business partnership. So for a long time, I didn't realize it because again, I didn't rewinding to the, the Christianity piece of things. So when you and I have kind of talked a little bit, if you look at full expression, what does it mean to express yourself? Well, a lot of it's trusting yourself. And when you're raised in an environment that teaches you not to trust yourself, so whether that's religion, whether that's our culture, because our culture in itself teaches us that we can't trust ourselves, that we have to add to ourselves, that we have to buy certain products to be our best self. Whenever we're taught that, it's just, building on this distrust of self. So being raised in that environment as a kid, um, you know, kind of piling on with the religious piece. Then in this business partnership, I was distrusting myself, making myself small, trying, saying I'm sorry all every day, trying to figure out how can I make people outside of me happy? How am I supposed to be myself? Because I don't, I don't even know who that is nor do I know if that's even okay or safe. Mm. And so for me in that time, what really came up for me the most was I actually started having a lot of acne and I started feeling fatigue and not sleeping. Like the mind stuff, I was like, oh, I'll just have to figure that out. Like it's not a big deal. But then my body started to break down and just being like, hey, red flag here. <laughs> like what's happening? You need to pay attention. And that's when I started to get some support with a chiropractor and I started to, I reached out to a life coach. And that support is what mirrored to me, what if your body's trying to tell you something? What if you're not wrong all the time? What if you're actually good? What if you can trust yourself? And so that was really like, that's a really fast, like, you know, going from childhood up until that experience, but ultimately that was my catalyst for recognizing that I could embrace full expression. And a lot of that started with self-trust. It started with recognizing, oh, okay, I've been taught to hand over my power to everything outside of me, whether that's a God that's outside of me, whether that's um, pastors outside of me, whether that's products and companies that are outside of me. It's a consistent outsourcing of my power, a consistent outsourcing of my inner magic. If you want to kind of use woo-woo fun language like that. I do. Yes, please. Yeah. Yes. So it's, it's this consistent handing over of all of those pieces of myself that actually make me, me. Right. And I think a lot of us have experienced that. And then we end up fitting into these boxes of okay, this is who I'm told to be. This is how I need to make myself small so that, you know, I'm not kicked out of this space or, you know, so that people accept me. Oh, I can't, you know, laugh this loud in this space because people will think I'm just too loud and obnoxious. All of those different things that, you know, may layer on. 
And so for me, I went through this process then of, of developing self-trust. I was starting to listen to my inner voice. I was starting to listen to my body and what my body was saying to me. And that really is what led me to full expression. And honestly, it's still a journey. I think it's a journey for all of us throughout life. We get to decide too, like how much do I want to express myself? Where do I want to express myself? What does that look like for me? And where does it feel good? Um, and noticing if there are safe spaces and not safe spaces and saying, okay, this is not a safe space for me anymore. So I'm going to leave that space. And so for me, a big part of that was recognizing that my belief system, so evangelical Christianity, it wasn't safe for me anymore. It wasn't a container that I, you know, growing up, it was supportive for a season because I was going through divorce and there's lots of upheaval in my family. So it provided safety for a while. But then as I grew up, it actually caused a lot of harm. So I had to hand that back, not an easy choice, but I had to hand that back and recognize this isn't serving me anymore. This belief system is not working for me anymore. And I'm just noticing things in it that just don't, they don't work for me. So I'm gonna hand that back and choose something new. So that way I can express myself in the way that I want to in this life. Um, yeah. What's coming up for you as I'm sharing these things? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think I, what I want to dive into and I, I yeah. probably about two or three things from that. But the first thing is what, when you kept feeling gaslighting come back up in each relationship or each different instance, you feel mm. like that was called their for you to heal that wound, even though maybe you had cut ties with that other relationship, then it came up in the next one. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like that's why those things kind of get called back in your experience? Yes, yes and no. I think that we tend to co-create the experiences like I had not healed that space. So that kept coming up in my life. I don't know if it's necessarily why in the sense like like I'm supposed like it's going to keep coming up until I you know learn all the lessons that I need to from that because ultimately I can choose like when that came up the first time I could have chosen differently from that very first time but I didn't I didn't lean into it at that time um I chose to stay safe for myself in that time what I thought was safe at that time mm -hmm. so yes to what you're saying. And also I think that we can choose something different in any moment. And I just wasn't ready in those earlier phases or I, I didn't feel like I was ready. So then when it came up again, it gave me an opportunity to choose again. And so now I like, when it still comes up because it still does, right. now I have an opportunity to respond differently. So I don't say yes to a business partnership with someone that I noticed these red flags with. Right. Now I have an opportunity to respond differently. So, so kind of a, a, yeah. 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 I, I feel that. And with your body reacting, mm -hmm. so you had kind of said, Oh, it's okay. Right. And put a lot of the blame on yourself. You feel like your body came in as like a second wind and was like, but Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that came up as 
acne and other things, which kind of led you to what inevitably healed you or got you mm-hmm. out of there. Um, yeah. How hard was it to listen to that and realize that it was and connect those dots? Cause mm-hmm. it's your body, right? That's just, it's gotta be something else. Not. Yeah. Not- yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the thing. I'm so glad that at that stage, that's when I finally did say, cause you know, kind of going back to that question you just asked, I could have said yes way earlier on and I could have said yes to myself, but I didn't. And so then my body finally was like, Hey, time to rally around and get you to pay attention. And I think the thing that's so interesting is we live in a culture that teaches us to numb. It actually provides us all the resources. And so I think that's why a lot of us continue these patterns without ever choosing differently. We may not see that we can choose differently. We may numb ourselves so much that we never even go up for air to recognize there's another option. Um, And so for me, I'm just so glad that at that stage I did choose differently, but it was very difficult. And when I reached out for help initially from a life coach, I didn't reach out to return to myself. I didn't reach out to heal myself necessarily. I reached out because I wanted her to help fix me so that other people could like me again so that I could fit into the box more actually. Like I didn't recognize it at the time. I was like, oh, like I'm causing all these problems. This person's mad at me. All of these people, I'm apparently making their lives miserable and I don't know why. And that's when she was like, "Mm, wait a second here. It's not your job to make them all happy. Like that's not your job. They can manage themselves. They are their own responsibility. And so my coach is Madison Morgan and her hashtag for her Awaken Her Soul program is hashtag I am my own responsibility. And that's really what I had to learn at that time was I'm actually only responsible for myself and other people are responsible for for their own selves. And if they're putting that on me, that's not cool. And, but originally when I reached out for help, I was just trying to fix myself because I thought I was broken. I thought there was something wrong with me and that I needed to be fixed so that other people would like me, which is not awesome to admit out loud because, you know, it is what it is, but that's a stage that I had to move through. And ultimately then I was able to, to recognize and see things from a different perspective. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think <laughs> none of us want to own our own journeys sometimes because no. it's, <laughs> it's not always awesome to be a human and to be real. And, um, but it's, it's real. <laughs> it's, it's it real is life. real. It is real. Yeah. Well, in like our culture raises us to be so codependent, like that's just kind of how a lot of us have, you know, at least in the United States, like we're taught to be pretty codependent, especially as women, like that's who we're told to be, to maintain the patriarchy, to maintain these hierarchical structures. And eventually we can be like, no, no, I'm not here for that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think we are just beginning to kind of walk through that stage. My feeling yeah. is there's, there has been a huge awakening, um, 
for a lot of women over this timeline, over the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. I think we're just starting to knock at the door for what that looks like, because I think you're spot on. We're just kind of like, oh, okay, fit the box, fit what everybody's telling me. Mm -hmm. How was I raised? Okay, try to fit there. Be the good girl, the Mm -hmm. good whatever, wife, mother, all the cards that a lot of us play. And what happens if you just were like, yeah, nah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, right? You just said, no, thanks. Yeah. And it wasn't easy. And I think that's something important to know is it wasn't easy. I had to lose a lot of people, had to lose a lot of money, had to like do some things that I wish that I like had to enter some legal things that I never would have imagined for myself. So it's not necessarily easy to say, no, this doesn't work for me anymore. I'm going to actually trust my experience in myself and it's worth it. It really is because you do there's, there's so much peace on the other side when you can remember that you're a whole human being and that you are worthy of your experience. You are worthy of being heard. You are worthy of being able to trust your yourself. And even though other folks may want to domineer over you that doesn't mean that that's okay um and also I feel like a piece to that is sometimes it isn't safe for people and I feel like that's something with when we look back on the past too like we have this huge awakening happening and I think some of that's happening because we're entering into a season where because of people slowly rising up over the years it's become a bit more safe not entirely safe but it's become enough so that more people can rise up and in the past and still, sometimes it's not safe. And so it's important to recognize for you, what does safety mean for you? Where are you willing to stretch your safety? Like there's a lot of lot of questions there, um, but it is really beautiful to see so many people kind of awakening to new possibilities. Yeah, and I, I like that you highlight safety because, <sighs> This is, this is what's really hard. Having had this conversation with a lot of people, um, you're kind of reinventing yourself, which means a lot of the support systems, a lot of the people that you have built your life around and with maybe don't fit when yeah. you come back. And I think yep. that's, that's kind of one of the harder realizations. And even if they're still physically around and you hang out and you see them or whatever, you begin to realize that you're, it just doesn't fit. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. even sit in the same room. Did you have that experience um, going through your growth? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was it was an interesting time. In the very beginning, it was interesting because I had to realize that some people didn't even believe my story and my perspective on things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I had to recognize that it's actually at that time, like it was not my job to get them to believe me. I just had to believe myself right. and then say, okay, if you're if you're not going to be here for me in the way that I'm seeking in the excuse me, the way that I, I need support right now, I'm going to find that elsewhere. 
and your response is enough information for me to then go find other support systems. And that was really difficult. And it's still an interesting space to navigate. Like, where can I enter a space and hold kind of this energy of, okay, we believe differently and we can be in the same space and believe differently and that's okay. And that's good. And that's actually really, really beautiful. And then where is it a space that's actually just, it's not, not beneficial for me and it's actually going to cause me harm if I stay in that space. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a really difficult thing. And I think that's where going back to full expression, when we fully express ourselves, when we show up in all of our magic, when we show up just ready to be seen, notice what people say, notice how people respond. Cause that is information. It's a space where you can suddenly say, okay, your response to me showing up fully and being myself is all the information that I actually need to know where I need to set boundaries, where I need to remove myself, where I need to find some new friends. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really hard, but that's, I think, the beauty of full expression as well is when you fully express yourself, your friends do become very, it's, it's apparent who is for you and who's not. Yeah, I think it, it allows people to decide like never before. And if you've kind of just been showing up as maybe a percentage of yourself, um, people have the tendency to just kind of, oh, okay, you're here, come on. You know, when you start showing up as any percentage more, <laughs> people notice and they are quick oh, yeah. <laughs> to decide. Like if you're coming in, if you've been showing up as, as like 13% and you walk in and you have like a 50% day, <laughs> people are gonna say something. They're gonna ask questions. <laughs> They're gonna need to know. And I think you're spot on with listening to people's responses, what they're saying, what cues are they giving you? Is it negative, positive, or just wondering, you know, cause mm -hmm. some people really can feel that energy shift and maybe they want to know what you're doing because mm -hmm. they want to show up as themselves too. Um, how do you, how do you walk through and gauge people's responses or feedback that you're getting and apply it? Um, yeah. Yeah. And how do you know what to trust and value and what to leave? Yeah, that's a great question. So just for like people in general, I think one of the most important things to remember is often their response has more to do with them than it has to do with us. Mm -hmm. So it is that handing back. So if they're willing to celebrate you, if they're willing to see you fully and just embrace you for being yourself that says a lot about them and it says a lot about the friendship and the the relationship that you have and as far as applying like i'm just trying to think of a few different situation kind of examples um really i think one thing that's been important for me to remember is that i don't have to take feedback unless i ask for it so i think as far as application goes, that's a really big one for me is if someone's offering me unsolicited feedback or telling me how I should act or if I need to calm down or if I need to, you know, whatever, and it's without me asking, it's actually none of their business. 
And so that's where like I can ask people that I do trust and people that I have like cultivated a deep relationship with, I can ask them for feedback. I can ask them, you know, oh my gosh, I do think that in this space, I actually was not showing up as the person that I would like to be. Can you fill me in? Like how, how what was your experience of me in this situation? And I can ask them that and get their feedback. And then I can take that and do with it whatever, how, whatever I want to. But if people are showing up and they're saying, you know, there's an energy of feedback or there's an energy of disapproval or whatever, it's not yours to worry about. It's just theirs. <laughs> and I think it's easier said than done, um, but that's where different practices like grounding and yeah, I, I do a lot of handing back. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> here, take that back. What if, what does this have to say about you? <laughs> right. I mean, that's a little bit rude to just physically do that, but in my mind. <laughs> Don't say that to the person, but yeah, yeah. in your mind, because that's, that's where I think a lot of us get hung up. It's like, oh no, I can, I can feel them judging me. Or then they say something and we instantly are like, oh, shrink, 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 shrink. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we don't want to do that. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to be in spaces where you have to show up as something less, where people aren't yeah. celebrating you. Um, yeah. <laughs> because like, just living, being a living, breathing human being is important enough. But also if you have the confidence, the ability to even exemplify a percentage of full mm -hmm. expression, like even if you're just going 50% and people aren't valuing that, it's time to look for somewhere else to be. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just isn't worth not showing up as you after you've seen yourself show up as kind of your full expressed self you right now could you imagine yourself going back as your person you are now into mm -hmm. like that past career or that past job where you had kind of created that business could you see yourself fitting there anymore oh i don't think it would have worked from the beginning because i think i would have the small things where I tried to speak up and then was kind of shut down, I wouldn't stand for anymore. Right. And so I think the, the concept of my, you know, the passion that I had for that work at the time would still be there, but I think it would have shifted and changed into something different because I wouldn't have entered into client relationships in the same way. I wouldn't have entered into, you know, business partnerships in the same way. It would have looked so different because I wouldn't have stood for a lot of the, the bullshit that I did <laughs> um, when, yeah, when, when things were kind of pushed back on me, which yeah. I think that a lot of us, like you were just saying, we kind of, things are put onto us and then we shrink back and that's, we deserve better than that. We deserve better than that. Yeah. So how do you find that? Like what does full, I think full expression is so beautiful because it's not just like, <laughs> okay. For a very long time, I was convinced it was just like your career, right? Like that's the issue. That's where we spend all of our time. If we could just fix that, everything would fall into place. 
No, this mm -hmm. is like the living, breathing work of just being a human. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, how, how do you get there? How do you find what full expression looks like, especially for people who have not been themselves maybe ever? You know, mm -hmm. like, how do we even rediscover that person? Yeah. <sighs> this is know, such a good question. Heavy. These are heavy. No, questions. it's so good. <laughs> Honestly, I think this comes down to the question of like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. Giving yourself full permission to ask, what do you actually want? Not like, not what does anybody else want now? What does your family want? Just really thinking through like, what do you want? Give yourself permission to want what you want. You know, we can, you can think about how you get that and all that later, but first just what do you actually want? Um, and I had something and now I forgot what I was going to say. What do you want? There was something attached to that. I don't know. Oh, well. So what was your question again? Um, how do we find full expression? Like, how do we yeah. get there? It's yep. Okay. Cool. Got it. So the other piece of that. Got it. Ding, ding, ding. Got it. Yay. <laughs> so the other piece of that is by asking yourself, what do you want? You can actually then decide, because when we talk about full expression, I think sometimes we can envision people who are very outwardly um, confident, outwardly you know, they like to speak, they like to do lots of, you know, lots of colors. I don't know. There's just this, you know, picture of someone who's very, what's the word, not introverted, but extroverted, very extroverted. Right. When in reality, for you, full expression may be introverted, like whatever, you know, it looks different. So then by asking, well, what do you want? You just start to reconnect to those pieces. What do you want? I want to write a book. What do you want? I want to have a really nice, luxurious home. What do you want? I just want to feel good today. Okay. Like write anything that comes up mm -hmm. and notice those pieces because that helps to reconnect you to your full expression. You, we should, as humans, we should be able to express our wants freely. There's there, why is there shame around what we want? Even when we look at like, women gathered together. Like if you think about a group of women gathered together, I doubt most of the time, any of those women, if you ask them what they want and they're all together in a room, they're not going to answer what they actually want for the most part, right. because there's so many other dynamics at play. And that's for most of us, when we enter into a space, we're afraid to say what we really want because of, of shame, because of guilt, because of just fear of what other people will think. Mm -hmm. There's all, you know, there's so many layers to that. So I just think, I, yeah, I could go down a rabbit trail on that one just because I think it's interesting and it's something that I still continue to, to notice about myself is what are the things I want now? Because we, we grow in that too. What do I want now that I am still not fully expressing? Um, yeah. Yeah, and that fear piece, the fear of going out and saying what you want. I, I like to just, well, I'm a little bit louder than most um, in how I navigate that. But I think 
you hit a good point is like full expression does not mean you're bright, bubbly, you're singing songs or you're creative even. Full expression is just you being able to be yourself in this world yeah. like mm -hmm. all the time or as much as humanly possible. And being specific about those things is super important. And it's not just career. It's not just relationships. And I think a lot of times those are kind of the two windows. And if you add kids in there, it's like career, wife or spouse, whatever that looks like, and mother. And maybe you live in those three worlds. And I think in those boxes, we forget how much we're supposed to exist outside of that. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we sort of lose that expression piece because we're supposed to fit what what that model looks like, what it looks like to be a good employee, what it looks like mm -hmm. to be a good spouse and, and fill in the blanks from there. But how do we, how do we rescue ourselves? How, how do we get out of the box? You have broken out of many boxes. What, what were those action steps for you? I know the coaching obviously was a huge mm -hmm. eye opener for you, but any other tips, tricks, ways out? Yeah, that's a great question. So coaching has been a definitely a huge piece of my story. Um, just having that extra person. And I would say with that, it's more so just noticing what type of support you uniquely need mm -hmm. for the folks that are listening. Like, do you, cause I had a chiropractor as well and I've had different coaches throughout this time and different people supporting me and it's noticing, well, what kind of support team do I need and how could I, how can I create that team around me? And I know that there's like financial pieces with that too. So noticing, okay, this is what I have available. How can I get what I need so that I can thrive? Um, but for a lot of people that may look different too, like a nurse, you may need a nurse practitioner, you know, you need a doctor, like everyone's in a different place, um, like a therapist. So noticing kind of what you uniquely need to process. If you have past traumas, maybe getting a, a trauma therapist in there. If you have somatic, like body stuff happening, maybe you need a somatic practitioner. Um, I just, I do really believe in the power of having a support system um, especially if you're leaving systems that you were present in before and that system's not there for you anymore. Um, other steps on the journey. Um, hmm. So much of my experience was also just developing more connection to my emotions, developing that like emotional intelligence. Again, it's just listening to myself more, that process of self-connection, um, noticing the different practices that feel good for you. Because I know a lot of folks, meditation doesn't vibe well. So maybe it's going for walks, things like that, just different pieces to kind of trust yourself first. And then you can kind of start cultivating that outward um, new experience that you want for yourself. Yeah. Is that yeah. your question? Yeah, I think um, meditation is is not an easy, I mean, it's kind of trending right now. So mm -hmm. everybody's like, okay, I'm going to meditate. And I hear a lot of people that are like, oh no, that wasn't for me. It 
it's a journey. It <laughs> you is, have to, yeah. You really have to trust yourself and feel comfortable listening to yourself. And mm -hmm. if you sit down and you've never kind of um, intelligently listened to the conversations in your head, you are probably going to big jump. <laughs> you're going to pass out. Like you're going to want, like you're going to need a bag to breathe into. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that I had so many thoughts. I can't. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's just the reality of, of life. Yeah. Well, and that's what it, like our world is, our modern world has so many distractions. Mm -hmm. Of course, that's what we're going to experience when we try to reconnect to ourselves. We've been distracted our whole lives. <laughs> right, and it's, it's on purpose because when we're distracted, we spend more money. <laughs> it's spend part more of the money. system. We numb ourselves better. We spend money to numb ourselves better. Like, come totally. Yeah. This is, this is how we live. It's so wonderful. Yeah. yeah but, but that's, that's why I think mm -hmm. meditation is hard, but you're yeah. right. Walking. There are a lot of other things that can just take you out of loud environments mm -hmm. um, that encourage the slowdown of those thoughts. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's more so just starting the practice of getting away from from screens even, I think, is a really big piece because we work in front of most, a lot of us, we work in front of screens, we go home and we watch TV, we're on our phones from like in the morning and then as we go to bed, like we're in front of screens all the time. That's part of the distraction. And so it's more so finding ways to get away from the screen, which it may be a walk, might be a good workout, it might be doing something with friends. It might be um, trying to pick up a crafting hobby. Lots of people started making bread. That's great. Like they're all different ways. You're doing something with your hands as you're making bread. And like, that's a connection to yourself. Right. So all of those different practices are beneficial as you're starting to exercise those muscles. Um, yeah. 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 That exercising those muscles of like knowing who you are, even taking yep. time to just tune in, even if that's not mm -hmm. what you're doing exclusively, like in meditation, mm -hmm. but taking time to like tune out of mm -hmm. everything else and tune into just something that's just you and one other thing. Maybe that's mm -hmm. making bread, running, walking, whatever, but like start narrowing in experiences like that, that might be a great start to kind of getting there to that discovery. Cause it really is about, it's about listening to the things that mm -hmm. are coming through your head. That's how you stop them. It seems yeah. like it'd be more difficult than that, <laughs> but it's amazing how little we listen to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. When it is so important while we're listening to ourselves and as we develop that practice to hold non-judgment for whatever comes up. That's a really big piece when I'm working with folks that I'm coaching is it's non-judgment. Just like notice without judgment, whatever comes up. Cause that can, a lot of times we numb ourselves because we, you know, jump into a shame spiral or whatever while we're listening to ourselves. And so it's just allowing whatever comes up, noticing it and recognizing we can make other choices 
Um, but just really holding a lot of grace and compassion for the whole process, the whole, our human experience just needs so much more grace, so much more compassion. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and just love and, and real love for, cause even if you walked into a room fully expressed, fully yourself and everyone yeah. was like, no, <laughs> don't, please leave. We don't have room for that. That doesn't mean you aren't supposed to be that person. Mm -hmm. That maybe means you aren't supposed to be in that room at that specific time, but like, that doesn't mean you go away from it or run away from it just because you get shut mm -hmm. down. That means you just keep searching, right? Yeah, find the people that do, they, they love you and fully accept you for who you are. Yeah. And they're out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was like a really big part of my journey is recognizing they're out there, especially leaving a system where the, the Christian world feels really small and it felt easy to connect with people and it wasn't difficult. And then leaving that when that's your experience, your whole life, <clears throat> it can feel where do I meet friends? Where do I go? They just would connect with me at church. So now what do I do? And that can feel terrifying whenever you're handing back any type of system or belief that you're used to and needing to create new friends and new communities. It feels really scary, but they're out there. They really are. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. And I think that's one of the cool things about uh, the church of today is that's almost like held over your head as a reason that you can never leave oh, yeah. <laughs> or a reason that you have to come here. This is the only way to make friends or this is, this is the best way to create a community around yourself. And again, if it doesn't fit you, don't, mm -hmm. don't, don't let whatever your body or your mind, heart, and soul are telling you, don't let someone's like, shame or opinion of how life works suck mm -hmm. you into that world mm. even though it yeah. feels like it might be the only thing that exists it's not true there's something yeah yeah especially now like now we have there's stuff all over the place <laughs> right? we have the internet you have facebook groups you can find such specific niche groups that mm -hmm. you don't, you don't have to settle. You don't have to settle. Yeah. Yeah. Your fully expressed self will find somewhere to land. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know something that's been really fun for me, kind of just, you know, on the journey of continuing to learn about myself is I took some comedy classes throughout COVID and like throughout the pandemic, just online, because this, you know, a lot of places that previously only had classes in person, they're online now, which is amazing. Right? So, and now I'm part of like a writing group that was from this comedy class and it's just fun. Like we just get on Zoom now every week and we're writing random stories. And you know, sometimes it's four things, but it's so fun and it's something that I'd never known about. And so there is, there's so many things online. There's quirky things that you'd like, I don't know, I've never done this before, but going to give it a try. Maybe there's cool people to meet. Maybe this is just something that I haven't explored before that holds a lot of possibility for me. So yeah. yeah. And that 
the exploration of fun is is something I think we don't give ourselves <laughs> a whole lot of room uh, to go down. But if you can do something, even just take a class, just go let's listen to a podcast. There are more podcasts on more things than you could ever probably oh my gosh, be interested yeah. in. Um, <laughs> this is one of them. <laughs> uh, but like there, there are just so many worlds out there. If, if yeah. you do not take someone denying you as an opportunity to show up as less, I think is mm. the biggest message. Like you want to be yeah. your full self and getting there takes a lot of practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it you can just go to a life coach session and then you came out and you're like, Hey, I'm Megan. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <I arrived. laughs> it took a while. It took a lot of sessions. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of experimentation too. And like you were just saying, the play is, is a huge part of it. When we're seeking to find ourselves, when we're looking for that full expression and what that even means, let it be a little bit playful. Let it be a little silly. We don't have to nail it down the first time. That's kind of the beauty of being human is we get to explore and try things and maybe a friend, a friend along the way is doing the same thing, which is super fun. Like that's the the whole thing, right? So yeah. 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 And don't be afraid to like get messy mess it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad. But even be bad at something. I mean, Oh gosh. Yes. Failing. I can, that's most, a lot of my master classes these days, I'm teaching people how I failed and what you can do a little differently, but every failure, quote unquote failure, we learn so much. We learn so much. So yeah, be willing to fail, be willing to be bad at something. Let it just be information and be playful. And maybe you'll fail at something and be like, I want to try again because that was actually fun to fail at. You never know. Yeah. And I think I think that's what we kind of struggle to get past is like, oh no, I'm going to mess this up. And now I think it's like, challenge that. Do it. Mess mm-hmm. it up. Get it mm-hmm. wrong so that you can continue to improve. And even cooler, by the way, if you're into anything that's recording your progress dude if you really suck but eventually you stay at it and you get a lot better people will be like wow that was really <laughs> cool I, I like that i got to see that growth happen like just the only way you fail is in giving up really mm, yeah. yeah otherwise you can't you can't fail you just keep messing it up just next time mess it up a little less or more I don't know (laughs) yeah well and just talking about this piece of it too is even starting to give ourselves permission to mess up and to fail it's actually kind of helping break that mentality of you have to be good you have to be perfect it's it's shifting that paradigm in, in our brains which is so beautiful because that's not something that we have to subscribe to anymore if if being good has felt constraining. Give yourself permission to be bad. It's okay. It really is okay. I do like how you put that. It's just like, we can just decide. Like You can decide to show up as whatever it is mm. or decide to say no or decide like that's your path. You get, yeah. you get to choose, right? 
Yeah. And I say that, and I know deciding is not always like I literally just right before this, I was listening to a session with my coach and I talked to myself in circles throughout the whole thing. And I was like, at the end, it was, I decide it's such a powerful thing to remember is I decide we can talk ourselves in circles. And the reality is what's the new thing that you want to believe in? What's the new paradigm you want to accept for yourself? Decide on that. It's, we can do that. We have that power. It's like, oh yeah. I'm glad you pointed that out because it's really powerful. Yeah. Just like go. It, It sounds too easy. It sounds too simple. All of this stuff. I mean, I feel like the silliest person because I've been trying to figure this out every day for almost three years now. Like, how do you just become a different person? And (laughs) this year has been like, oh, you really just decide, but not just decide, like write it down and I'm going to take action steps. Really that mental decision. Mm -hmm that's where the brake pedal's on. And you don't really even realize that in the power that that sort of subconscious mind has over your entire being. But that's Mm -hmm. really where reality is created back there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. I love that you brought that up. That's so good. Yeah. Decide and then we got to stick to it so we can reprogram that. That's subconscious. Got to tell it a new story. Time to experience life differently. Time to be fully expressed. All of those things. Yeah. And then just noticing when you aren't. Okay. Hey, I went to this meeting because it's hard to human right now. I am not going to lie. I've been going to more in-person meetings. um, And I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I wear clothes? How? (laughs) Yes. What do I put in my bag? What, how do I do hair? What is makeup? What? I don't know. Um, (laughs) Being a human is not easy now. uh, But if you've been out of that world for a while, all it is, is just about listening to that conversation of like, okay, when you leave the meeting, was I fully expressed? Did I show up as myself? What cued me to show up as less? what cued me to show up as more or even who. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. And we're always going to run into people that, that do that and that's okay. Like they're just being themselves. And again, that's just handing that back. Like that's something about them. Cool. Great. I'm still going to be who I desire to be in this space. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So walk me, this is the last thing we're going to do. Walk me through how you might handle that situation in a meeting. Say that you show up and you are like, ooh, I'm going to nail this. And you say something and then someone gives you like bad feedback. How, does, mm-hmm. how do you process that in your mind um, as a fully expressed or closer to fully? I, we'll, we'll never be fully expressed, obviously, but <laughs> we're closer. Um, yeah. As the person you are now, how do you handle that? Hmm. So I kind of want to go before the meeting first. Okay. So before, yeah, before the meeting or before, even just when I get on podcasts like this, 
something that I find really important before any meeting, before I go into anything, is I do spend that time prior to take a few deep breaths and make sure that I have what I need to support myself going into whatever I'm going into. So it may sound silly, but while I'm on podcast recordings, I always have a crystal or a rock in my hands because it just gives me something to hold on to, to ground myself. It just, I can feel the roughness in my hands and it helps me to come back to center. If something is said that kind of throws me off or a question is asked, and I'm like, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, or if there's feedback that I don't agree with, um, especially in like a, if you're at a work meeting, we have to engage often in those conversations. Mm -hmm. Someone may provide us feedback and they're our boss. Okay, how do I want to show up when my boss provides feedback that I disagree with? If we can ask ourselves those questions ahead of time too, it really provides us that grounding space. Okay, got my rock. <laughs> how do I want to respond to this? Okay, great. And everyone's response is going to be different. How we want to show up is going to be a little different. Um, but yeah, for me, it's really supportive to, to have something I can hold on to. Sometimes if I'm going, um, you know, to hang out with people or something, I have something in my pocket that I can just grab and that I can hold on to and fidget with in my pocket. Because again, it just brings me back something tangible I can hold. Exactly. That's like fidget with pens. We do that already. <laughs> but it's, it's, I think it's beautiful to like recognize that item as our grounding piece to, to say that ahead of time. Like when I'm feeling unsettled, I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to hold on to that. I'm going to feel the textures of that. I'm going to come back to myself, remember how I want to show up, and then I'm going to take aligned action. Um, sometimes that also means making sure you have water. Pausing. When someone gives you feedback, take a sip of water. It gives you a moment to collect your thoughts, to remember who you want to be, to feel the water going down your throat, reconnect to yourself, and then show up. Um, I think just giving ourselves that space and remembering, oh, we don't have to show up in an instant. We can take a second to take a drink of water, to take a deep breath, just that, that little bit. That's kind of, I feel like, how I would respond. Um, the actual what I'm going to say obviously would have to do with, you know, whatever the feedback is or whatever. Um, but yeah, just those are just kind of some things that I do is I make sure that I have what I need with me when I enter into spaces. I decide ahead of time if I know that I'm entering a space where I disagree frequently with someone and prepare myself. So, yeah, I, I think that's, that's good. Like that prep, the prep work of staying true to yourself is an involving and very important practice. That's for sure. Um, mm -hmm. Learning who that is and, what are the things that kind of set you off? But I think those are great tips for how to handle those in real time. Cause that your gut response isn't always true to who you are. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just true to the situation. Um, yeah. Well, I think that's where we have to recognize our, like you were just talking about the subconscious brain, our like lizard brain or, you know, what they call it, the lizard brain. When we're in those experiences, it's job is to protect us. So our first response may be from the lizard brain. So when we can pause, when we can take that glass of water, we can access those other parts of our brains and just give ourselves the moment so that it's not, not that you know, gut knee-jerk knee reaction. 
that's yeah. a better word for it, the knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I don't, any, any other quick tips that you can give us on full expression and all the things that you do related to that? Oh, that's such a big question. Like just um, everything, everything, do everything. Try <laughs> <laughs> everything though. Really, really like whatever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Really notice what lights you up. Notice what lights you up more than anything else. And see how you can integrate more of that. The more I think we integrate the pieces that light us up, the more when we're not lit up, we realize, oh, mm. I'm not being fully expressed right now. I'm not being who I desire to be right now. So yeah, notice what lights you up. Do more of that. Have fun. Play. Play. Play is the key. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, yes. I will include all your info in the show notes, but if you want to give a quick shout for where everybody can find you, as always, you can check out my Instagram because I do only follow people who have been show guests or books that I have read. So um, mm. you'll see Megan on there, but if you want to give us kind of where we can find you to follow you and get you in our news feed, go ahead and throw that out. Yeah, so you can find me online at megscolleen.com. That's M-E-G-S-C-O-L-L-E-E-N.com. And then across social media, it's just Megs Colleen. So again, M-E-G-S-C-O-L-L-E-E-N. Um, yeah, I hang out mostly on Instagram, um, but you can find me other places as well. And I try to be at least present on some of the other platforms. So yeah. All right. Well, great. It was so awesome talking with you today and yes. connecting and I'm excited for anyone to just add you into their stratosphere as another source of inspiration and light in your news. Mm, yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. We like covered a lot of really beautiful things. So really thank you. Did. We're really going to change the world. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for being here too. Wow. It was great. It's like we just had a cup of coffee all together. Um, as always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Psst. Psst. Are you still here? Hey, make sure that you check out my guest's info. It's definitely posted at the show notes in this link, but also check out my Instagram because that is where you will find anyone that has been on this podcast or impacted this show in some way, shape, or form. So check them out. Make sure that you add them into your newsfeed. You definitely want my last guest to be in there.